0: Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Woman of the Week. I'm Amelia.
1: And I'm Kylie. And we're joined today by Rachel Luke, who is currently a student leader pursuing her master's of science degree in cyber physical systems.
0: Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Welcome, Rachel. This week's episode is sponsored by FBC Chemical Corporation. FBC Chemical Corporation is a full-service, family-owned chemical distributor with three warehouse locations in Northeast Ohio, Western New York, and Western Pennsylvania. FBC stocks a broad product line of chemical raw materials from a diverse network of producers and suppliers for an even more diverse customer base. Service technical assistance, local inventories, product development, and personal selling are their top priorities. They will always help you find what you need quickly.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Amelia. And Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. So I think what we'll do is jump right into it because you've got a little bit of a unique background that I'm really excited for our community to share. So um, we typically ask, you know, our our women of the week to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about how they uh, entered into the chemicals industry, um, what they're currently doing, and then kind of what their goals are for for their career future and, and what you're looking at for your future. So if you could do that right now, that'd be awesome.
2: Sure. So um, hi, Rachel Luke. And yeah, I have a background in chemical with environmental engineering. I graduated at the University of Nottingham uh, two years ago. And I was, um, yeah, the youngest on my course as I started um, being at university at the age of 16, which is um, I've, re- I've come to appreciate not a normal thing. Um, but I think that I knew that engineering was the path for me, especially chemicals, and I stuck with it despite teachers being like, "No, don't do that." But I was like, "I'm going for it," and I'm here now. And I, after a year of work in the natural gas industry, I'm currently. I currently decided to pursue my master's in a completely different stream, which once again got a lot of backlash for doing that, but still up and running. And I'm doing my master's in cyber physical systems, which to simplify it is basically just robotics, cybersecurity, automation, human, AI, things like that. So it's very exciting, very happening right now. Um, And what I would love to do uh, career wise is to kind of bridge the gap between my previous background in chemical process engineering and head towards kind of pioneer towards like process optimization and automation and digitalization yeah
1: incredible I am just in shock by by all of what I've just learned I think I'm super curious Rachel to to understand so you said twice that you've got some backlash in your um, educational pursuits can you talk a little bit about that so what were people telling you? Why do you think they told you that? And how you obviously responded by pushing forward, but how has that been so far?
2: Sure. So when I was uh, when I was 16, I guess, uh, I was, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I was probably one of the top students in my year group, if not the top. Um, and they came to a point where they really wanted me to pursue um. They wanted me to carry on with my A levels, whilst I just wanted to get stuck into the engineering world, and I was determined that was the case for me. And a lot of teachers were very, um, I guess, against the idea, just thinking that moving to a new country at that young age by yourself isn't um, isn't, I guess, safe. Which I mean, if you if I were a guy, they probably wouldn't have seen that because I was a girl. It wouldn't be safe. And yeah, and I was so determined <laughs> after that I was just like no I'm doing this I'm gonna do it so I moved to a New Continent um at that age and then a year later I got nominated by the university to kind of represent the university in the engineering faculty to bring in other students so I would be talking to um to the younger younger kids um that were coming in thinking about doing engineering and just talking to the families, talking to them, it was just a great experience. And another backlash I got was um, sometimes you know you get unsolicited unsolicited advice. It's it all ha- it, like it just happens. You don't want it, but it's inevitable. And I was told that doing masters um, by some individuals that it was it was not wise because I didn't do it as my bachelor's degree and because you know it's male dominated it's it's brand new it's it's just you know my background's in chemical engineering it's not in this i, I haven't had official training in programming it's just not going to work out for me and i said no <laughs> i'm going to do it i i i i want to do this, this is something i really want and i think um I'm still, you know, still survive, surviving, coping, very much, uh, yeah, enjoying it. So I think it just comes to show that sometimes you have to absorb, but also deflect, you know, yeah. devices around you.
1: That's a really good point. I am taking a note here. So I'm taking some notes on, on what you're sharing with us so that I can share sure. it with our community and I'm bolding absorb and deflect. I love that. Um, Cause absorb I was going to deflect. say, yeah, it sounds a lot like you took those nos, um and you kind of use those as more motivation to keep going forward on, on your own, you know, goals uh, and what oh, you're looking no. to do. And I think that's great. So how much school do you have left then at this point? I am just under
2: third way through uh okay it's quite long it's quite a long one um but yes it's very interesting to say the least i thought engineering was m- very male dominated but i think this course while i'm doing like robotics and stuff like i'm currently the only female in my labs um okay yeah it's just very like uh yeah there is it's quite it's quite interesting I guess um to it kind of feels like taking a step back but at the same time I'm so encouraged to keep on going I, I yeah. want to keep on going and yeah so definitely
1: so let's elsewhere. talk about that a little bit um yeah. so- yeah. So you mentioned a couple of times, and I am not surprised to hear this, that maybe potentially both in your chemical engineering studies, but as well as the cyber physical systems degree that you're pursuing, that you are one, if not the only woman in your yeah. studies. Um, so let's talk about your experiences in working with, you know, a male dominated cohort. Um, and let's talk about how you continue to advocate for yourself in that type of an environment. Sure.
2: I think on a whole, it's I've had quite a positive experience, I think. But that is definitely, I would have to say, because of how I bring myself across. I think courses are male dominated, you, um, you definitely can get pushed around because during my first year of university, it was definitely a case where I was much more shy um, and just kind of, yeah was more impressionable whereas now I think um yeah I think I always wait I want to kind of retract what I said because I know there's a movement now where they're saying where they're saying like women should be more bold and things like that but I always think Mm -hmm. you there's no right way to be a woman first of all there is no there's no mold we should fit in like if you're not, if, if you're not naturally assertive, you don't have to feel like you have to be assertive because you're, I think the only thing that's important is you shouldn't let the presence of men influence how you are as, as being. So I think, yeah, in that case. Um. So yeah, I actually want to take back about what I said about being, because I think that, <laughs> yeah, that's why I believe in, yeah. But yeah, so it's very interesting. Um. We, so I programmed robots um, for one of my modules and yeah the only female there in the labs and I guess uh, you definitely notice it I'm not gonna lie it's definitely quite obvious um, but and some of some of the guys you see, hey, I'm 95 percent sure they've never talked to like a woman <laughs> <before>. <laughs> <laughs> the way they talk but um yeah, I think you just get on with it. And surprisingly, though, like I've had more, I've dealt with more. Um, I wouldn't say conflict, but I've had more difficulty working with um, male uh, working colleagues than university
1: colleagues. I think. Okay. In industry. And what makes you say that? Like in in what way?
2: when i was when i was working in the natural gas industry i was an advanced process control engineer which is basically a long fancy name to say that i um i program optimization systems for the plants so the natural gas plants uh so chemicals like pure oxygen argon nitrogen all these plants, this, these air separation plants, they need to start up automatically. And instead of getting our guys or gals to go turn the valves and start up the system, I would program it so that it would start up automatically. And actually, one of them got implemented in Singapore, and it's running today, which is cool. Very cool. But I had, very cool. Yes, I think so. I think it's it's an emerging trend nowadays, and I'm very excited to be a part of it all.
1: you should be I love how excited you are I can feel the energy
2: (laughs) but I did deal with um with the clients we had I, I won't mention names or anything but there was a incident where when we were on a meeting like a kickstart meeting I could overhear um our clients discussing and there was a room full of us, our team, their team, and they were speaking in a different language, but I can understand that language. Um, basically, them saying like, "Why was I in the meeting? Because I was bringing nothing to the table," and that for me was such a shock. Like, it was such a shock because one, I was the only female, so are they saying that because there were other men not talking in the meeting? And two, I was—I guess—I was very young. Definitely, I was the youngest the only female, felt very, I guess, personally attacked because I, I was so shocked. I was like, this is like 20, this is 2020. How is this happening? This is awful. And, but little did they know that I was actually the person in charge of their project. And I, like, if they try to, like, um, I guess, um, uh, Adjust the program now. They, they, they. The first thing they would see is my name mm-hmm. isn't on that code. So, um, yeah, that was my way of being like, <laughs> yeah,
0: like Rachel. I wish that you had like responded to them in that language
1: I'm, been like, I'm uh, running <laughs> the Oh my goodness, that
0: would have
2: been amazing, Because like, I was actually the leader of it, but I wasn't talking because I was like. I was like my team talk because I was I was taking yeah. like, notes I was you know so I didn't feel like I had to talk but I, I, I absolutely really I feel like I definitely should have said something I guess but I, I guess I was you know when you're just so shocked that you yeah. don't know you kind of like frozen like right mind. I don't yeah. know how to respond but yeah definitely like yeah, I would have definitely said something now. <laughs> if it yeah, She
1: could have given the whole presentation in their language and then Yeah, like hi. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. no,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Rachel, uh, out of curiosity, just while we're on this topic, yeah. you didn't like speak very much to your background, but I'm curious how many languages do you speak?
2: Um, so my first language is English. Uh, I do I, I don't want to claim I speak these languages because I'm scared people will come up and I'm like I'm actually not that great at them but I am um, I am of a mixed heritage so Malaysian Chinese Indian and I guess all of this is like yeah uh, supposed to be able to speak languages for them not that great but yeah that's, that's well. incredible thank you
1: that's really cool so Uh, another question we kind of jumped over and jumping into all these creative topics, which I love. Um, and we can continue to do that, but I think I want to learn a little bit more about, so we talked a little bit about your current studies and then we talked a little bit about your, um, your, your past role in, it sounded like an oil experience in the oil industry. Um, can we talk a little bit? Yeah. Gas. Sorry. Um, can we, Can we talk a little bit about what made the chemical industry and your chemical engineering degree something that you were, you know, it seems, you know, pretty hard set on pursuing and and interested in at a young age. So like what introduced that, what sparked that interest and what kept you going?
2: I knew I wanted to do chemical engineering ever since year of grade, um, around grade nine, grade eight, grade nine, which is young to be like at grade nine like hey this is what I'm do for the rest of my life but I was pretty sad um I was definitely influenced by my dad he works in the helium industry he's an independent consultant so that definitely played a big role in that and I think it came I want to, I would love to say that I that um to have some sort of like globally positive motivation but the real truth is that i just saw him being able to provide for the family and i have a younger brother and he's autistic and i just thought like i i need to be able to like support him in the future years so i really want to do something that is yeah that i can have really like stable income in. and that was what i decided <laughs> So ever since
1: that age, I was like set on doing uh, chemical engineering. I love that. I love to hear about other people's inspirations (laughs) and motivations. It's super genuine. Um, And I think it's also, you know, regardless of if, you know, that was what influenced you, it sounds absolutely, Rachel, like this is where you belong. And I'm so excited that this is where you are, because I mean, I'm in my career and I'm, you know, going down my own career journey, but to know that there are people like you in their studies that, you know, young students can look up to. I'm just so excited for for the opportunity and the reach that you have where you're sitting. So thank you for for that. And I'm really excited to see, you know, how many people you reach and and all of that. And I think our community will be just as excited too. Oh, thank you. Of course, of course. So um, Rachel, we talk a little bit about um, how the chemicals industry itself is kind of an old power industry. Um, And we've talked a little bit about how you are pretty young in your experiences and you have been pretty young or the youngest person in a lot of your experiences today. So can you talk to what your peers, you know, and, and I think you're part of Gen Z. So can you speak to what your peers are looking for and what they're Uh, When they're looking for industries to pursue, companies they're looking to pursue, or careers that they're looking to pursue, what's important for you and what's important for your guys' generation?
2: Sure, I think um, I think a really good starting point for that is to the first step is as cheesy as it sounds. The first step is you. Like you need to know what you want as an individual first, that's the starting point. So not even like career-wise because as much as work is important, career and um, doesn't define you, you define you. And I think that's where I, in the midst of my chemical engineering studies, I had, I had a few low years. I, it, it, that, during that time, I had to take a step back and be like, these grades don't define me. This degree doesn't define me. This, what I'm going through, this journey, all of this, this is what um, I want to take with me. So, what I would tell people around my age looking is to know what you want and to go for it. And I think the only person that can define your abilities and capabilities is yourself. And because people around you, they will believe in you, but even then, sometimes there will be, you know, um, yeah, you, you just gotta have to believe in yourself. I think that's really important. Um, I don't even know if I've answered the question, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's I'll great. Like I think
1: it's a really good first step. <laughs> Amelia, it looks like you've got a comment.
0: Um, so I think it's like really important. And I, I think of myself, we're soon going to be hiring a um, associate product manager to support my product line. And it's most likely going to be someone from Gen Z. And I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty intimidated of Gen Z. You guys are so woke. you are so, you know who you are and just like empowered. And so I want to know, and this question was honestly, just cause I want to know um, sure. like what, what are, what is your generation looking for from employers? Like, what are the benefits that you guys want? What can I advertise to recruit top talent from Gen Z?
2: First of all, I love that you're specifically looking for Gen Z. I think companies that are looking only for um, older uh, recruits, are really missing out on such a, uh, you know, fresh um, on fresh perspectives in a diverse, you know, energetic group. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that's amazing that you're looking for someone in Gen Z I think what we're looking for, I did have a talk about this with um, a few people um, in similar situations to me. And there was kind of a underlying theme of it's, nowadays the company name doesn't mean it's not as big of a deal, whether it's a startup firm or it's a big name, it's like, not as big of a deal back then. It's more of how they treat you as a person. So I always think if you're going to spend um, lots of time and effort investing in the company or an employer, it would be great to have that reciprocated. So they invest in you in terms of developing, um, intentionally developing your skill sets, whether that's technical wise, or Um, growth mindset, um, yeah, leadership skills. I think both of those are equally important. I think if they're intentional about investing in you and helping you and giving that breathing room space to grow as an individual, but also grow into the position, I think that that is, yeah, the key. That would be my ideal, um, yeah, company to be a part of. So
0: I think, yeah. (laughs) That's a perfect answer. Thank you. Um, That's all right. Hope that helped. It, it did. And it remind. it just sounds like very similar, I think to kind of I, Kylie and I are millennials. And I think it's yes. it's kind of down that same path of like wanting a company to be equally invested in you.
1: Yes, definitely. So I think Rachel, so.
0: I, oh, go ahead, Kylie. Sorry. I was just going to say,
1: I think you're preaching to the choir. I think when I think about my career journey and what i'm looking for as i'm already you know in the midst of my career i want to make sure that i've got opportunities that i'm passionate about and my growth and my skills Um, although you know we've got our day-to-day tasks and and things that we are um, you know our teams and our managers look at and make sure that we're performing against but there's also this whole other facet of okay how do we support our employees and our 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 folks under our teams To make sure that they've got the skills and and these diverse, you know, skill sets and backgrounds and experiences to help them for whatever comes next. I think that's super important.
2: Definitely. And do you feel like you're in a space where you're able to make mistakes and that's okay? Like they seem that the Dina's learning experiences are not an individual issue.
1: I think I'm speaking for myself and I'll do that only because I I can only speak for myself. I think so. And I think I can speak from experience very recently in that you know our day-to-day, I work in supply chain right now for the chemicals industry and it's a crazy world to be in um, right now. And I would say that there are definitely better days and there are definitely worse days. Um, And I think that I definitely have the support or the ability to be like, you know, this wasn't my best approach or this wasn't the best conversation or this wasn't the best negotiation, whatever it might be. But every single time it's a learning opportunity to take that, you know, this wasn't my best. Here's what I can maybe do different next time. And we'll learn, we'll keep moving forward. So I definitely feel like I have the opportunity or the wiggle room. There are very serious situations that need to be taken seriously. And I have the support to do that. But I think that I have the ability to make mistakes and learn from them, which is good.
2: Oh. That's such a relief to hear, that's
1: yeah.
0: great. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone does. I mean,
1: Amelia, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
0: I have found this year, especially just because this supply chain crisis again has been so difficult that the biggest failures and owning that, like I failed, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It lets you take the power back from that issue and say, I, I failed, I made a mistake. This is what I'm taking away from it. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've gotten 10 years of working experience in this one year because I all of the mistakes have been compounded and happening so quickly. And mm-hmm. we're doing the best we can. And all my coworkers, even that have been in the industry 40 years, have never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. So no one has guidance on best practices or even how I could better overcome it. But in doing kind of some of these after action reviews of like, okay, this was the step I took or the decision I made because this was the information I have. And now I have this information and I know next time I'll be able to recognize that pattern. So I felt like that's been so powerful to me to kind of say, you know what? That wasn't, like you said, Kelly, that wasn't the best negotiation decision, et cetera. But being able to say like, that was the one I made and this is what I'm going to do next time has been really powerful for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel empowered just listening to that.
0: That's <laughs> no, so, I
1: definitely think we're learning years of experience in you know, one or two years because of the supply yes. chain crisis. Amelia, I'm wow. sorry. I keep cutting you off. Please share your no, thoughts. It's
0: okay. I just, I'm like kind of hijacking the interview because I have a question Please. for Rachel that I need answered for myself. <laughs> so <Okay>. Rachel, <laughs> I'm sure <bet> you're <laughs> the bravest person I know moving different continents at the age of 16. How do you deal with like the anxiety of change and Mm -hmm. kind of taking these big leaps of faith and knowing everything is going to be okay? That's something I really struggle with when I'm, you know, going through a big change. It's very difficult for me. So I'm just interested to understand how you handle this.
2: That's a great question. I think I think really investing in a strong support network for sure helped me get through it. So, having one at home and then starting to like establish one in your new home for sure helped me along the way. And if, if it weren't for that, then I wouldn't have had the confidence to like go represent um, university. And yeah, I think also. I it sounds weird but I always set um annual goals for myself and I think just having that kind of like looking l- focusing on today surviving the day but also just kind of that having that year-long goal like what do you want to make out of this and for me that goal was to make this place my second home and just having that in mind just being intentional about it I think definitely helped that as well
0: yeah <laughs> I love that. Like, it's almost an intangible goal. And it's for your happiness. Like when I think of goals, I'm like, get a promotion, get my MBA, get a pay raise. It's never like do something great for myself. So I feel happy and fulfilled. And that's so important for life. So I love that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're kind of setting yourself up for success by doing this. Yeah,
1: I think that's really smart. So I made like a, a vision board. Uh, in 2020, like peak pandemic, I made a vision board and I'm Amelia, I'm totally at fault. Well, in in good or bad, I had pursue my MBA. I had, you know, um, I did have like be, you know, healthy and happy and active on there. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's something that's like achievable. That's not as like super material or tangible. Right. But I think, and it helped me, you guys, I am very much like a, a type a love to check the box on my to-do list person. (laughs) So to see that and have that, like, and be able to be like, yes, I know that I did this for that year. Um, I think that's super helpful mm. for sure. So we've, we've gone all across the board with this interview and that's what I love <laughs> about it. It's super organic, super informal, but I do want to talk a little bit more about your involvement and, and your participation in women and chemicals in particular, Rachel. So you're one of our earliest members within women in chemicals. So thank you for that. Um, can you share with us some of your favorite memories or biggest takeaways that you've gotten from this group?
2: I think if it weren't for this group, I may not have, may not be pursuing my master's right now. And I say that because um, I've talked to maybe four or five uh, different individuals and kind of shared them shared with them. During the decision-making period, just um, which was a really tough period because it was either continue working or doing a master's in something that I really wanted to do, but it was a big risk because I've never Mm -hmm. done anything quite like it before. And I remember speaking to one, um, and she told me that, like, what is holding me back? She asked me that question, what is holding me back? And I just thought like, it's just fear. Fear is holding me back. And it's probably, and that was kind of like that white bulb moment for me. And I think that's when I was like 120% sure, you know what, I'm doing this. So I think there's something so powerful about another woman supporting you. And I'm not sure what it is, but <laughs> that's something that I have definitely, been missing throughout my work experience because there, there weren't that many women around me during my work experience. And if there were one or two, they were a lot older than me and they didn't really take take liking towards me, I guess. Maybe I maybe I seemed like competition, I'm not sure. But I always think something that like, if anything, like wh- whichever industry you're in, I think it's great to have at least one person you kind of look up to and you talk to for advice and then one person like younger than you that you can kind of like look after and guide I think that's a great network you we, we just if everyone does this then I think there will be such a significant impact on others around yeah
1: I think that's great I'm like I need to kind of build my network a little bit better to, to do that myself. Um, we all think about, you know, I want to have a mentor, but at, yeah. you know, I'm early in my career. So I haven't really thought, you know, I can be a mentor. I can, I can mentor someone. Um, oh, really? Definitely I, think, can. I, I think so too. And I think Amelia, this speaks a little bit to how we want to continue to reach, you know, younger students earlier on before their career decisions are made while they're still in school and engage those, um, creative minds and those assets. Right. So, um, that's a really good point. I think that's great. Amelia, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. Like I sit here today because I met another woman in my job interview for the first company that I worked for and she was so cool and I wanted to be her. So (laughs) I was like, I'll take this job. I'm going to live in New York city. It will be a fabulous life. Um, And it's 100% right. Like with students, we need, it's a visibility thing. Like we need to show them the various roles, show them people that remind them of themselves or their friends and let them make them aware, let them know of the opportunities for them in our industry.
1: Yeah. Amelia, fun fact, you were one of those people that I wanted to be before I met you for the first time. And my 3M team, they'll say this. They know you because I'd come to my younger team and our cubes all together, and I would say, "You guys, my favorite account rep is coming to town. She's so cool. She's from New York. She's killing it. She's amazing. I want to be her. I would like. I could pull my team, and they would know who you are." So wow,
0: Kylie, I'm yeah. gonna cry. We've- <laughs> wow,
1: that's huge. <cute. laughs> we've come a very long way. So it's very cool to, to be sitting here today after all of that. Um, So Rachel, as we wrap up uh, these interviews, we always like to give you guys a moment to share with us any recommendations or advice that you might have for our community or for our listeners. Um, And it can be in the form of whatever you like. uh, But for some examples, we get, you know, people's mantras, the daily mantras that they live by, or books that they've recently read that have inspired them or podcasts that they listen to on their drive into work, anything really. So I'll open it up to you.
2: Sure. I think I will probably um, leave with a mantra that I, I've heard one time and ever since then it's kind of like stuck with me throughout like the months. Um, And it's, I want to say this correctly. I don't want to mess it up. It's everything that I need I already have and everything that I have is all that I need and I'm saying this because there are times where where there are times where we have to step up to the plate and we think no there these are huge shoes to fill in I can't do this but we have all that we need in us like um i think having that thought really just stop holding me back from doing my masters in a completely different stream stop hold- holding me back from moving to a different continent i think having this thought and even if you like even if you do think this one day but you find it difficult to believe in having that network i said like one person at least like one person you know above and one person below i think that just to like really Integrate that and secure that. So on those days, that's tough to like tell yourself that. At least you can have other people tell you that. I think is great. Yeah,
1: I think that's perfect. I don't want to add any more to this conversation, Rachel. You've done it all, so thank you so much. I uh, could not be more excited for our, our, our community to hear what you've got to say. Um, and and thank you for your unique insights. I think that this has been a a truly diverse, and and different conversation than most. So I really appreciate your uh, diverse thoughts and, and advice that our community gets to listen to. So thanks, Rachel. Oh, it's been so
2: fun. Thanks for having me.